We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Ladies and gentlemen, your host for the House of Hardcore podcast, Tommy Dreamers! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the House of Hardcore podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Dreamer, and this week, the outlandish one, Zicky Dice. What the hell is going on, man? What's up, Dreamer? Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, feeling a little outlandish. I'm on the recharging the social battery after uh, the travels this weekend. So I've actually got a couple's massage planned for after this. No happy ending. I'm going with the wife. So it's going to be a pretty sad ending, I'm sure. And I'll have to probably pay the bill at the Costco. Yeah, but that's uh, that's my Tuesday here, you know? Well, that's a beautiful Tuesday. Where were you this weekend? I went to Winnipeg. I wrestled for Winnipeg oh. Pro Wrestling. I got snuck, stuck in the snowstorm. It was insane to see that much snow in mid-April. Um, and then went straight from there to three connecting flights to Memphis Wrestling. And uh, just got back just the, the other day. That's a wonderful Great. thing. We're on the road. We're traveling. It uh, Traveling gets harder as you get older, buddy. It does. Uh, it's the wrestling I could last forever. I, I think it's going to be the traveling that uh, ends my career because last week I did uh, New York, Minnesota, Minnesota, Alaska. Got there at about ten o'clock at night. Ate something, went to bed, woke up the next day. I flew out at nine o'clock the next day uh, on a red eye, and when I tell you I could barely move on Sunday, I got home. Oh, it was eleven o'clock. I think I'm going to have my whole day Sunday, and I could not move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think about that schedule and WWE was next level. Anyway, um, I ask everybody who's on this show, what got you hooked into this wonderful world of professional wrestling? Oh man, here we go. I, uh, grew up in a wrestling household, if you will. My dad and older brother were uh, huge wrestling fans. My earliest memory is Coco beware and the bird coming down to, uh, the entrance and I think I was hooked immediately. Uh, I That is the style of wrestling that I grew up watching was, you know, late 80s, early 90s WWF. And uh, I love the bright colors and the characters. And I was hooked. I really, I was having this conversation just the other day. I didn't even know that professional wrestling existed anywhere outside of that realm. Um, and uh, from there, professional wrestling got me into, and I hate this term, but amateur wrestling, if you will, freestyle, folk style, Greco-Roman wrestling. I did that from ages about five years old until I was 14. Um, 
went all the way through uh, my sophomore year and freshman year and sophomore year, I lost maybe one or two matches. Um, and then I had quit. Um, my dad had passed away in a drunk driving car accident um, going into my sophomore year. So I, I quit after that because wrestling was our thing. And I just kind of hated everything um, there on out. So from there, I found um, punk rock and hardcore music and started a band. And I was like, hey, there's a lot of weird people like me. This is pretty cool. Um, and from there, took a was playing in a bunch of different bands going around. And then I played in this band called heart to heart. We were on pure noise records. And, uh, 2014, we did the whole warp tour and I had met Seth Rollins through music. Um, he was a fan of, I wouldn't say of our band, but some of the bands that we toured with, I had seen him at a few shows and uh, there was one night we were in Nashville and I was acting like a complete jerk off on stage. I was getting the crowd booing me in between songs, but they were singing along the whole room was singing along and, the tour manager was like, Hey, I got to talk to you guys. Um, after your set, he came and whispered mid set. And I was like, all right. I was like, I'm pretty sure we're getting kicked off the tour because wrestling is very similar to music, right there. Um, if you're the opening band, you don't want to disrespect the headliners that, you know, you know, your spot in the green room, same, same type of deal. Um, and I definitely thought we were getting kicked off and he pulled me aside. He's like, listen, I know how much you love professional wrestling. Cause I stayed a fan my whole life. Um, He's like, I know how agile you are. You have this oozing charisma. He's like, I think that you need to become a professional wrestler. So I text Seth Rollins at that moment. I said, hey, I want you to train me. And he says, ha, 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 ha. Are you serious? And I said, I'm going to be better than you are one day. And he says, I'll see you May 1st. So I wrapped up that tour. I packed up everything and, and left. And I still feel that our band could have been a lot bigger, but not to sound douchey or anything, but that was my band. I was the dad of the band and the guys got comfortable. You know, I was uh, dealing with the booking agent, dealing with the management, booking the tours, ordering, uh, ordering the merch and everyone else was just plugging in and going on stage and doing the cool stuff. Um, so that got kind of exhausting. I said, what can I, what, what would happen if I took all that energy and put it into myself? Um, so I moved to the Midwest and I, uh, in 2015 and I, um, went to the black and brave wrestling Academy graduated out of the third class there and stayed around the Midwest for three years. Um, from there, I moved back to California and wrestling in California is tough. I'll be honest with you. There's not as many options as there is in other spots of the country. Um, and it got to the point where I was working more out of California than anywhere else. Um, I remember specifically, I was working for championship wrestling from Hollywood and the car ride down was six hours there, six hour back. We we're making 20 bucks, 20 bucks ahead. Um, but we were getting some TV experience to learn how to work the cameras and everything. And we were all kind of tired on that drive. We're like, yeah, I don't know how long, how much longer we can do this. And, uh, it, you know, it gets very exhausting. And that day I walked up and Billy Corgan saw me and offered me a job at NWA on the spot. Um, so I, from there, I went to NWA won the television championship off of Ricky Starks uh, and COVID hit didn't get a full title run. Um, and then got contacted by impact wrestling. And here we are. Well, that kind of like summed up journey. all my questions <laughs> in, in the shortest episode of the house. Of Hardcore podcast. <laughs> no, we get, I mean, there's so much to dive in. Uh, no, like, I'm this, going this business to is bro. tough, you know, like it, it's stuff like, even when you stay with the travel, right? Like, 
it, with the band, at least I was going to all these different cities with my friends, five or six of my best friends. There's days, Tommy, where I'm by myself and it, it gets exhausting. You know, I wish I wish that I had you sitting next to the flight with me so we can go eat at this cool restaurant. I wish that we could do this, but it's it's tough. And the older you get, the harder it gets for sure. I'm very, uh, I got an awesome wife who's very supportive and um, she understands uh, what I do. And, it, you know, and if it wasn't for that, I, I swear to you, sometimes I lose my mind. Um, a few things. One, how old were you when you made this decision to start wrestling? All right. Some of my buddies say I got ageism, right? Um, but I was 26 when I wish I would have started younger. I was 26 when I made the decision. Um, and I knew, I knew though. Right. And I've seen, I've seen a lot with all my travels and especially these indies and, and the people that come through black and brave wrestling Academy, you know, some of them want to pay the 3,500 bucks to hang out with Seth Rollins. That's cool. Someone want to be the biggest, biggest star in a 40 mile radius. That's completely cool. But I knew if I was selling my car, doing everything I had to do to get there, that I was going to, I was going to make something of myself. Um, in the band, hang on. Did you, were you this, the lead singer or were you uh music? I was the lead singer. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, it is hard at 26, but I, I look at somebody like a DDP who mm-hmm. started later mm-hmm. in his career. The best part about it too it was your passion that drove you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you really think about it though, from the time that you started it from the time where you get these breaks, it's not that it's not a long, long period of paying your dues, which no. is great. So that no. means you, you have something. I'm very thankful for the music route first, right? Because I knew how to deal with ordering merchandise. I knew how to talk to promoters. I knew, I I say the best analogy I I came up with is it's the same circus, different game, step right up and win a prize. Um, So I am thankful for that. And, you know, there was moments where it didn't seem like we're like being right here right now. I didn't think this, that would happen. Right. And I, and what I try and tell people that pick my mind, the biggest, most disrespectful thing you can say to me, Tommy is you're lucky. You're lucky you were at. No, hell no, I'm not lucky. I miss birthday parties, weddings, funerals, lost friendships, girlfriends, you name it. I, I, I gave it all to be here right now. Um, and it's not luck. It's it's putting in the hard work. And it's those that give up that will never, never see the benefits. If you think about, you know, this, this analogy has been used a lot, but like Michael Jordan cut by his high school team goes back. How many free throws has Michael Jordan made and i'm not talking professionally i'm talking about getting as a kid to that point mm-hmm. or training Derek jeter all these guys who make hall of fames in other sports it's how many hours did you practice to mm-hmm. get there and everybody has great athleticism or great athletic skill we all need people in our corner to kind of help us guide us but yeah it's like you said driving six hours one way for twenty dollars for the you could have been, there's a lot of guys, let's say you had five in that car. How many got signed that day? None. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we never knew. We never yeah. knew that my life was about to change as soon as we pulled up that car ride. And we were, we were down on ourselves on the way to the show. You know, it's a, a carload of older dudes and, 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 you know, and, and 20 bucks, but people asked me, they said, was it weird for you working studio wrestling? When you signed, I said, no, because I worked for championship wrestling for, uh, for three years. and I knew how to work the cameras. You know, so it, it all, it's funny how it all plays out, you know, in retrospect. And I, I've been told no, Jesus, 101 times. I went to WWE for two, uh, did extra work twice. And 
Uh, the first time I got a standing ovation by the ring, uh, I did a few magic tricks in the ring. I didn't even take a bump. <laughs> Went back a year later, did the same thing. I was going to squirt the ref with magic ink. I had it in my pocket and I asked him after, he's like, you should have done it. But what I did is I got five single dollar bills. I got everyone's attention because everyone ringside's looking at their phones and they don't care. They see the same extra matches every week. I slapped the five single bill, single dollar bills, change them into hundreds right in front of their face. A few little magic tricks, standing ovation. Shane McMahon walks up to me. He says, he says, are you the magic guy I heard about today? I said, yeah. He's like, oh man. He's like, if my father would have been here, you would have had a job. Devon comes up to me. He's like, that was incredible. He's like, uh, you know, you got to, uh, Steve Carino comes up to me, all these people. And it just, you know, it plays with your mental. I'm like, Oh baby, I'm getting a damn job today. You know? And everyone, everyone, all the other extras like, dude, you're getting a job today. Nothing, nothing comes from that. Right. So it, this is a mental game. It's a mental game. Um, you know, this leads to one of my most famous stories of all time. I went to uh, NXT. I flew myself. Uh, did extra work in California, Ron SmackDown, flew myself to NXT uh, and did extra work there. And Devon and Carino had found out that I was going to NXT as we were chatting. They said, you need to pull Hunter aside and let him know what happened here today. Um, find some time, pull him aside and let him know. I said, all right. So I, I go to the extra work and I'm sitting there and I'm walking in the back. And I, I, I had set <laughs> this story. I had set an alarm on my phone to pay a bill. I said, I have to pay this bill by four o'clock or whatever happens. So I step to the side, go to pay the bill. I'm on the phone. Zicky, come here. Got to be with the extras, dude. I was like, gosh. All right. So I go, I, I go to the extras. I come back. Some guy pulls me aside and he says, do you work here? And I said, this is 30 seconds after the last incident. I said, no. Um, he said, well, I saw you at Raw and SmackDown yesterday. And I was wearing a pink suit. I was all crazy, whatever. And he says, and I said, no, I'm actually... Zicky, you can't stop the producers and talk to him. Same dude, back to back. I was like, oh, I hate this trip already. I hate this trip. So I'm sitting there, right? I see Hunter and I'm like remembering what they told me. I pull Hunter aside, let him know what happened here. I said, okay, I'm going to do that. Walk up, Hunter shakes my hand. Hey, how you doing? I said, Hunter, I'm here for the next three days. We have 30 seconds. I'd uh, love to introduce myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. No problem. Next day, I see Hunter walking by, just me and him. I said, you got him? He's up. Nope, sure don't. Next thing you know, I was asked to leave. <laughs> I was asked to leave NXT for uh, talking to Hunter. I said, I said, but they told me to. And they said, who? And I said, well, Steve Carino, he's right there. And yeah, that was it. That was my time in NXT. But, you know, it, it, it wears on you. And yeah, I was riding the high and stuff. But it's like, I've also learned that like, Zicky writes checks at Nick Cat Cash. Like there's a lot of things I've done in my career. I'm like, oh, I don't know about this, but it, it's helped get me to the next level. Um, um, I've been wrestling... Oof, 32 years. Uh, I have a tryout with WWE. My first time I ever send them a tape, I get a letter, which I still have that letter, basically telling me I don't meet the qualifications of a, of, mm. for the WWF. And I kept that letter as inspiration. Hell yeah. I then go have a tryout with the WWF. Three, four days on the road, my first match in the place that I seen my first ever wrestling match in my, my hometown. I tear it up. I lose to the Brooklyn Brawler. That's right. I've been pinned by the Brooklyn Brawler mm -hmm. on WWF television. Mm -hmm. um, but we have a great match. And this was what they used to call a tape changing match. All the cameras had a certain amount of tape in the cameras. And when they had to change all the tape, they would have guys go out and wrestle as tryouts. The next night, uh, my match gets pushed aside for uh, Ludwig Borga blew up. And his match was so bad, Vince canceled all the tryout matches. And I remember him like, I'm literally dude in Gorilla. 
Like I'm, no. he told me he did a great oh, job. No. And Ludwig Borga looks at me. He's like, I blew up. And I was like, I fucking hate you right now. Ludwig Borga. You just got like match canceled the next day. Uh, Marty Janetti politics to have uh, the renegade do the tryout with Brooklyn brawler. And I'm watching and they do the same match. I did the first. Oh night. no. And I'm like, <gasps> the next night I have, I finally work again. Me and brawler tear it up. They tell me I have a job. Sergeant slaughter tells me I have a job and you're going to get a contract between uh, a month, two months. If you don't hear from us, call us back, but I'll be sending you a contract. Take down all my information. I'm like, I'm working for the W. This is the greatest thing ever. And I don't hear from them. I finally call up and I'm like, hi, this is Tommy Dreamer. I'm waiting for my contract. And they're like, who? I go, Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> and I get, and I never spoke to him before, have never spoke to him after. This is when Jerry Jarrett is now in control because management switched. And Jerry Jarrett's now in control. And I was like, hi, I'm, my name's Tommy Dreamer. I'm calling about my contract. He goes, there is no contract. And I was like, no, no, no. I had a tryout and they told me I was going to have a job. He's like, you don't have a job anymore. Um, you're going to have to go through the process again or have another tryout. Bye. Click. And I was like, oh. you thought for sure it was coming, huh? You, they told me it was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but let me tell you how great it felt. When I turned down WCW, I turned down WWE and then until I had to go to WWE, but I was just like, I still had that letter. And I was like, yep, proved you wrong. Mm -hmm. um, total sidebar. You need to watch the movie American Underdog with the I'm Kurt gonna... Warner story. Uh, right now. It's you'll cry. I watched it on the plane going to Alaska. And when you talk about what I just described and what happened to you, you will see what happened to a guy who later became the MVP of the NFL, but it was his journey that got him uh, to that point. It, it's an amazing story of determination. I, I, I highly recommend it. And it's funny too, that you say about music, you think about music. How do you start off? You start off in the small clubs. You start oh, yeah. working, working oh, yeah. for free, asking people to buy your merch, all that stuff. Same with, uh, independent wrestling you start off there yep. you want to go to play the big arenas and then when you want to go you want to go to the big stadiums and yep. then what happens on your way down you work those same clubs and whether it's you could be on top of the world but guess what you'll still go back to those old yep. clubs and the people love you even more but it's the same exact business that same like i'm literally watching chris jericho tour around all the time he now has a gold album he, but he's playing a lot of these smaller venues, mm -hmm. but I've also seen him play major stadiums mm -hmm. and major arenas. It's mm -hmm. just how the business is, especially coming yep. out of COVID. So it is cool that you have that experience for you. You talk about your first break and that is, and, and I knew about you from championship wrestling from Florida and I mm -hmm. kept your name stuck with me and I would see you. And I was just like, this guy has something. Didn't know what it was, but knowing you, like, I got it. And then you go through the NWA, and then you you literally come on Busted Open, and your ball's to the wall. Yep. You, I was like, man, this guy's, this guy wants a job. Because you came yep. on Busted Open, and I'm not saying you hijacked the show, but, like, how I joke about it, you can talk. And you were there to promote yourself 
on a show that everybody in wrestling listens to. You were no longer signed with anybody. Um, mm-hmm. You're hustling out there. And then by chance, I work for Gallows down in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And you and I work together. Scott Demore is down there. I don't even know why Scott was down there. Yep, yep. And you and I work and I'm like, man, there's, I know who he is. Cause I remember meeting you and I was like, Hey man, like I kind of felt like, even though I never met you, but like I knew you mm-hmm. and I was just like, we worked together. I was like, there's something with us, me and him. There's something with about this guy. And right after that, you kind of got hired, which I didn't even yeah. know. Cause Scott's like, Hey, we're, we're going to put uh Zicky on the field. And I was like, dice <laughs> from, yeah. from uh, Gallo show. <laughs> but I mean, that, that's how it happens. And it happens. Yeah. Dude, I meatloaf. I, I'm so into people's journey. The meatloaf was turned down. You don't have the that's right look. Nobody will listen to a song that's close to four minutes long. And then one company, here's this thing. They're a brand new company. And at the time it becomes the number one song of all time. Yeah. And makes yeah. this guy's And everyone's like, you're the best. You're the greatest. He was always there. That that's you know it, you hit it the uh, the nail on the head. I always say you're not cool until they say you're cool. Even though you've been doing the same shit, it's the same exact thing. But not until whoever they is says you're cool, then then everyone hops on the wagon. But you've been doing the same thing. It's like it's it's persistent, like same persistent. Like I, what helped me get to the next level is I'm a production mark. I love production. I like clean cameras. I like clean edits. I like fun stuff. And that's what. Uh, I put together this little Ferris wheel, right? I'm right in the center. I've got a guy who does custom music. I've got a guy who does custom graphics, logos, videos, 3D stuff. And and when the pandemic shut down, I was like, okay, now what? I got to got to keep pumping stuff up. And Twitch came to me, and they said, hey, we're signing 12 wrestlers for the sports program. You're gonna get your check mark right off the bat, like you're partnered. Um, and uh, we're trying to push the sports element. Let's see what you can do. And I said, well, I don't play video games. And they said, well, how creative can you get? Um, June 1st will be two years that I've stre- uh, been streaming on Twitch. And Twitch has opened up so many freaking doors for Zicky Dice and the brand that it are, are unreal. Um, as uh, some of you may have heard, I just threw uh, Zicky Dice's Outlandish Paradise and then followed up with Dallas with Zicky Dice's Trouble in Paradise, which I threw with Twitch. Um, which I created, like there's been wrestling on Twitch, but I, I kind of see the future and the fans want to interact. So I created wrestling for Twitch where I give them that magician's choice, where I let them feel like they're more involved than any other normal show. Um, and between both shows, we're just shy of ha- uh, a million views, um, which is super impressive. Um, and now I have something, you know, of, of my own that I've created. Um, and I, I got to take it, my hat off to the purple platform, but Twitch, you know, it's, it's just doing the little extra stuff. If anyone's listening, like, what can I do to get there? Spend a little bit of money, invest in yourself. I used to spend, I used to call a camera guy, 300 bucks, come film and edit this promo. I'd be in the negative in my bank. And now that's not an issue because I invested it. it it's paid itself back. Hey there, auto mechanics and super cool do-it-yourself guys who work on their own cars. I want to tell you about rockauto.com, the online store with every auto part at the best prices. This is your one-stop shop for everything auto parts. Rockauto.com has been in business for 20 years, and they make it easy to find parts that you need at the best possible prices. No more talking to counter guys who need to 
order your parts. They really aren't sure what you're looking for. They never have quite what you need. And then after all that hassle, they will still charge you storefront markups. At rockauto.com, you can easily find everything you need. And whether you're a mechanic, an auto shop, or working on your own car, Everyone has access to the same incredible pricing at rockauto.com. So if you're a car guy right now, go to rockauto.com and check out the parts available for your car. You're going to have so much fun looking at car parts. So once more, go to rockauto.com. No promo code needed as their pricing is already that good. When you order, make sure you tell rockauto.com that you heard about them right here on the House of Hardcore podcast. rockauto.com. Let's get back to the show. We were just talking about it, about how much money is out there for wrestlers and independent wrestlers where whether you have this little platform and how it can grow and then how it grows for you financially Mm -hmm. where it's for my generation oh you got to go to wwf to make the big money or wwe you got to go to wcw wcw goes away the only way you're going to make big money is unless you go to wwe ain't the case anymore Mm -hmm. at all um, or, or AEW, and it's not a slight on them. It's just there's other platforms that, like you said, that that you can use. I mean, I remember my company, House of Hardcore, was the first company to get paid by Twitch, and yeah. I had a, a, yep. a great deal, and I love that uh, platform. And I was just like, this is... I feel this is how, like, and you and I have had this conversation privately, mm-hmm. how people are going to watch not only wrestling, but television. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you, you look at ESPN... They have now ESPN2 on Monday nights, the alternate commentary of the Mannings. And that's all people are talking about. They're talking about that more so than the game. Wow. And they're watching, you're literally watching two people watch football. Yep. It's such a different concept, but if you, it's almost like, but if you get it, you get it, you know? Um, They came out with. I just found out about uh, FCF fan controlled football where the chat picks the plays and, yeah. and the players and everything. And going on. It's it. like, you know, and, and they're all about it. The, um, what was I going to say uh, for your paradise? You now, you maybe should hire Mustafa and you could do a gangster's paradise. Yes. Yes. You could also do a paradise lost. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to be yep. creative for you. Um, all right. After NWA, that's your first break. Then we have Impact is your second break. Um, let me tell you, I just saw and I, I put it to everybody of power. I said, Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice at the Rocky statue. Oh, you saw it? Is the greatest thing <laughs> I can't that wait. I've ever seen on television. Oh, yes. And I can't wait. We used to do stuff like that in ECW where we just let the talent be the talent. And dude, I was forget about when people say LOL, not many people laugh out loud. I was bawling <laughs> and my house is asleep. And I'm literally like <laughs> trying not to belly laugh because it was so again outlandish. But when you go over that top and over that top entertaining, dude, it, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. It's just going to be enjoyable. Yes. And you have that factor about you. Thank you. And you're a guy who can eat a thousand losses and still be entertaining. You first came in as a heel, but you and Swinger are getting over. Oh, yeah. I listen to the audience and I'm like, how is this act getting over? They lose all the time. You At times you don't even have offense. But when you just, the, the behind the scenes slash 
the interviews and all the stuff that you do, even social media, that has garnered yes. all the attention to you guys to this part of getting over. When you yes. guys came out in Philly, I was just like, it was like you were like this ECW guy that never wrestled in ECW. Yeah, yeah I got chills. I think about you. that. Like, yeah, the crowd that was so loud. Like, I get chills thinking about that stuff, right? And like, I think about my journey and those little moments, and I try and re- remind myself, like, hey, this isn't forever. Let's soak it in and enjoy it right now. And it, it's it's crazy. It is crazy because there are times where I thought I was going to quit. I remember talking to DJ Z Joaquin Wilde, and he's like, dude, if I don't get a call, I, like in the next month, I'm 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 done. And this dude's been all around the world, wrestled for everywhere, and here he is telling me this. And I'm like, well, shit, what the hell am I supposed to do? You know. Um, and I, I remember that conversation vividly and it was, and I was like, man, you know, especially breaking in a little bit older than maybe where I wanted to, or you see, you know, it's just like everything else, every other sport or shit, every other business, you got the 19 and 20 year olds coming in. They're hot already. Nick Wayne, 16 years old, 17 years old over as a mother sucker, dude, wrestling all around the country. Unreal. You know? Um, but I, I remind myself and I tell people like, or those that worry, I, don't, I never get a live mic. Motherfucker, you get you get a minute to walk to the ring. That's a free promo right there every single time you walk to the ring. Like, that's that's what I was taught. Take advantage of those little moments. And then look where we are. Um, Dude, it, it's crazy when we talk about stuff like that. And it's a lot of also meeting by chance. You could, when you and I went and worked, I was like, he's got something. And I gelled well with this guy. So right then and there, you have my own personal stamp of approval. Uh, I got to ask you this. How come you don't use like your music or other tech? You're smart. How come you don't use that or talk about it for impact for your, for other things? Because there's, there's longevity. Listen, I learned this, the, I learned this because I had to through ECW. Um, There was jobs out of necessity that I did not like. I know I used to design all the Mm t-shirts. Why Taz designed them. He left. We have nobody designed t-shirts. All right, Dream will do it. Um, or even just like, I'm traveling with Paul. We're booking shows together. Then, hey, you want to learn how to edit a television show? Sure. Um, how come you haven't done that? Um, I'm still, I'll be honest with you. I'm still getting comfortable at work. Um, I'm so, like, I like to mingle within the groups. Not there's, there's no clicks at Impact. Everyone's super cool, right? And I'm thankful for that. Um, I talk to my friends at other places and I've, I hear that not, it's not the same case. So I'm very thankful for that, but I'm still getting comfortable. Um, there's a few things I want to pitch to Scott. You know, I remember right before I signed, I was like, Oh hell yeah. Twitch is on, uh, it, uh, impacts on Twitch on Thursdays. I'm going to, I'm going to ride and vibe off that. But right when I signed, that's when we went to YouTube now and it's over there. And so I'm thinking of the impact Twitch still has, so many, so many followers. And there's no reason why you got myself, Speedball, Jessica Havoc, Rosemary, why we shouldn't be doing some kind of impact Twitch, whatever, carrying over the program to there, whether it's a highlight show or or whatever that may be. So that's my first idea. And I, I could, yeah, I remember sending RD some of my uh, promos I shot in my basement. So I have this green screen right here that you see behind me, my sit down station. If I could turn the whole camera, I have my whole room is a green screen floor and a green screen wall. I have lights mounted up, a TV for my chat. This is my creative zone, um, and it keeps my creative juices flowing. So um, I just don't want to overstep my boundaries. Um, I hear you. But uh, I, I, have, I have a lot to offer, you know, and um, I just well, I'm also for the right time to offer music. It. I don't know. Who, I don't yeah. know who does our music, but if there's music to be had that that, you know, has no rights 
Oh yeah. You, know, you own the rights. You, you, you cut that deal. I remember when we were starting to look for um, announcers because we're, we're also talking longevity. I was just like, dude, there has not been a Bobby Heenan in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think Zicky could do that. And I'm not talking mm-hmm. about the one liners. I'm talking about if, you know, people call wrestling differently. Now you got to kind of call it like it's real, but if there's somebody who comes in and is a total gimmick, while calling that it's going to get over i've seen i've seen it happen and because you're going to be the only one different like a jesse the body ventura if jesse came on the scene today and was still jesse whoever that person was would still get over because jesse was a gimmick but also he was a really good commentator so you have a lot of skills don't thank you. you you got to like you no matter what shoot your shot and I'm not, you know, you, you just got to show you've proven your worth, but that's only going to go so, so far. Totally. You should always be like, I could do this, this, and this. Like for me, I know I could wrestle. I know I could write TVs. I know I could friggin' be an on-air character. I know I mm-hmm. can do all these different things. That's kind of what you want. And I do see those qualities in you because you're, you're you. entertaining. The character is very, very entertaining across the board. Thank you. That's, that's my drug is entertainment. Right. And uh, it makes me, I've been through a lot. We can shit. We'll have to do a part two, but I've my whole life, you know, it's, it's very proud to be here because of the things that I've been through, I could be doing something else that, you know, and, uh, and what I've learned also is there are so many jobs in wrestling, even though it's not in front of the camera and on their entrance way, like you want, but there are so many jobs in this business. Like, like you said, we need graphics guys. We need music or booking hotels or having a wrestling school. There's so many opportunities. And um, I feel that people lose sight of that. Sometimes there's one guy specific. I won't say any names, but he's training very hard to be a professional wrestler. And I'm like, dude, this dude would be a freaking killer referee. And I've told him it once and he, he took offense to it. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? That's the job of a lifetime. You have the most important job in the match. Um, well, you know, financially so. in WWE, they, you should take care of all your travel too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, um, but yeah, it's, this business isn't for everybody. Um, and it will, it will weed them out. Uh, but if you stick around long enough, there's, you can work forever. And that's, that's what I plan on doing. I need um, some way, somehow. So thank you for the kind words. Favorite uh, moment so far for you. Oh man, there's two. Um, Ricky Starks and I, it was very cool. Me and Ricky became very, very good friends after uh, the Airbnb and wrestling a few times. Other than that, other favorite moment was um, Effie. I wrestled Effie in Louisiana. Uh, we were both paid to travel and be there. But if we rewind nine years ago, I met Effie on the road before there was a Zicky and before there was an Effie. And we talked about these plans. And I just thought it was very cool. Fast forward a few years later that we're both being paid to fight each other. Uh, out of state. And it's little stuff like that, that I, I really, um, you know, I, I love memories. I keep anything fans give me, they are in here. Um, I, I love all of that stuff. And I think, uh, you know, leaving my mark on the world forever, you know, how, how you're supposed to leave wrestling better than you found it. And I think I'm doing my fair share. So Detroit, Michigan was the first place I ever got flown to and paid to be there. Detroit, Isn't that the craziest feeling, you know? Yeah. 
where you just like, I, and I, I, I kick myself in the ass. Yeah, I kick myself in the ass. There's a, a few weeks back. It's three in the morning. I'm looking at myself in the mirror. God damn it. I'm tired. I have to drive to the airport, park at the park and fly, get on the flight, do this, whatever. And I look and I said, shut up, shut up. Because teenage version of you would beat your ass right now if he knew that he was miserable in high school dreaming about these moments, right? Dude, I had the same, same exact feeling. I'm driving to a mall on a Saturday and I'm going to wrestle in a mall. And this is coming up on WrestleMania. And I'm like, man, what did I do wrong in my life that I'm going to go wrestle in a mall on a Saturday? And a mall, like literally 30 minutes from my house, I've shopped at this. <laughs> and I'm like, you're 51 years old. Like you're a, like, you're a loser, dude. And then as soon as I got out there, my music hit and I see like close to 2000 people. Oh yeah, baby. Hearing my name. Oh in yeah. A mall that I just walked around. I got back in my car and I was like, you are, such an asshole. You, yeah. I got paid so much money. And I was just like, don't you ever feel like that about yourself again? And I was like, cause you just entertained about close to 2000 people on a Saturday. You are mm -hmm. blessed to be doing this. And like, you're having these conversations with yourself, but it, it's just like you do it's, you're going to get down. But then when you realize literally what you do, it's like, wow. Like, and you yep. also made a whole bunch of people in a mall happy that day because they yep. never, because I was a surprise and they never thought that you, they'd see me walk out. And then I was like, and then you think like, this is crap. I go literally the first ever nitro was at the mall of America. It was at a yeah. friggin' mall. Same yeah. thing that you just did. And yeah. it was an amazing, amazing feeling. And you, you will get those wake up calls. Uh, the other thing I, I will tell you when you're always, cause I've been doing this forever. And you do, you travel by yourself a lot. That's like when I like to see when I know somebody in a locker room because you get to hang out with them forever. Wait till you start doing things or you probably do to pop yourself because I do that all the time because I have no other audience but myself. I seriously like I order a Subway sandwich all the time. It's my go-to. You can eat healthy. And I always say, can I have four tomatoes? And I throw up the four horsemen symbol. And whenever I do that, I go four tomatoes and like what I would say, this poor person is probably looking at me saying, why is, he? but never once has anyone shot back like a four horseman sign. At yeah. Me. Yeah. I like wrestling too, or anything, but one day I know it's going to happen, but I do things just to pop myself. I, I get heat from my wife for my small talk. Right. And I notice where it comes from. It's these little trains are in between the airport or travel. I'm like, Hey, I like your shoes or Hey, I like this. I'm like, I, got, I hate small talk. Why am I small talking? But it's like, what else? I, there's times where if, if I didn't say anything, Tommy, there'd be times where nine hours, I wouldn't say a single word, you know, just hop here, hop here. Yep. Here's my ID, you know, and, and it gets repetitive. I did see, we don't have to wear um, masks on the airlines anymore. So I'm pretty excited about that this weekend. Uh, I, I am. And I'm not, I, I don't like wearing yeah. the mask, but you can talk a lot of smack under the mask that people oh, yeah. know that you're talking. Oh yeah. It's just the glasses for me on the plane, you know, fogging up. So oh, yeah, just, a little, man, just a little breather. That's all I need. But uh, you know, uh, I'm thankful for this all, you know, I think about Rip Rogers tweet. I saw him tweet the other day, you know, like, Hey, in 30 years, you're going to look back at this time right now and realize that was the time of your life. And I agree. And I, it, life goes by so damn fast, you know, and I think it's pretty badass that you've been doing this 30 plus years and still riding the wave, you know, that's, that's incredible. And I can only hope to do the same. Um, 
you know, it's very inspiring and motivating. Well, I am very, very grateful that uh, I got to know you. I look forward to seeing you this weekend as well as you coming yes. on this show. How do we find you on social media? Because I want you to go get your double massage with your wife oh, and yes. enjoy your day. Yes, I'm so excited about that. I made it nice and simple for everybody at Zicky Dice on just about every piece of social media out there. Catch me live a few times a week at twitch.tv slash Zicky Dice and come along. Get, get, I'm giving you some free Zicky Dice stock right now and I promise you it's going to be worth a whole lot more here soon. And I really want that t-shirt. Extra large. I got you. I got Okay, I'll bring it this weekend. I'll throw it in. shirt. I will represent it. Uh, well, in. thank you again uh, for thank being a guest me. this week and I will uh, see you this weekend and that's it for this week's episode of House of Hardcore Podcast. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.